From the Christian Research Institute in Charlotte, North Carolina, you're listening to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Hank Hanegraaff. We're on the air because life and truth matter. Today, grateful Americans from coast to coast are observing Veterans Day, a day to reflect upon and honor those who have served and sacrificed in all branches of the military. We here at CRI would like to offer our deepest respect honor and thankfulness for all who have served to protect and defend the freedoms we enjoy in this country. The following program was pre-recorded. And now here's the president of the Christian Research Institute, Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. And of course, today is a very special day. Today is Veterans Day in the United States of America. It's a day to honor veterans for their, for their patriotism for their love of country and for their willingness to serve as well as to sacrifice. Today was not always known as Veterans Day. There was a time it was called Armistice Day. In fact, November 11, 1918 is generally known as the day that commemorates the war to end all wars, or so, or so it was thought by President Woodrow Wilson, who instituted the first Armistice Day, November 11, 1919. Armistice Day was, was formally changed to Veterans Day in 1954, and for very good reason. World War I was was not the war to end all wars. World War II followed closely on its heels. And the 20th century, well, the 20th century has become the bloodiest in human history, perhaps only surpassed in the 21st century. And we have now come to realize that the very notion of world peace. In fact, the very notion behind Armistice Day will never be realized until the Prince of Peace returns to the planet he came to save. Only then will world peace be truly inaugurated. Only then will Paradise Lost become Paradise restored. And in the meantime, in the meantime, we, we rightly celebrate Veterans Day, for there will always be veterans, just as there will always be wars. That, of course, begs a question. And I want to address that question on tonight's Bible Answer Man broadcast. The question is this, under what conditions is war justified? The answer to that question is first and foremost the condition of love. And I would argue that the true love protects the innocent against the evil of an aggressor. And that this kind of love sometimes inevitably leads, well, leads towards war. Let me give you an example. Among, 
other things, our love for the Jewish people led to war. They were being systematically exterminated by Hitler's nefarious socialist republic. And that, and that mandated that the United States of America enter an alliance of nations determined to expunge the Nazi menace. Moreover, just as governing authorities have a duty to protect citizens from mob aggression, so too, a government's military is justified in thwarting evil aggressors that seek to force their mayhem upon humanity. And thus in Romans 13, the Apostle Paul says, Rulers do not bear the sword in vain. There's a classic monograph that I that I quoted in my book, Muslim, What You Need to Know About the World's Fastest Growing Religion. The monograph is titled, The Crusades, Christianity, and Islam. And in it, Jonathan Riley Smith explains three criteria of just war theory. The first is this. A just war is never entered into lightly or for engrandizement, but only for a legally sound reason, which has to be reactive. Second, it must be formally declared by an authority recognized as having the power to justly make this kind of declaration. And third, and perhaps this ought to be first, it must be waged justly. A just war theory, then, serves as justification for defensive warfare in very specific circumstances to protect the innocent and to fulfill the command to love one's neighbor. Our Lord put it this way, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Our Lord here is alluding to his own imminent death on the cross, but, but his point that self-sacrifice is evidence of love and action has universal application. In, in fact, Paul reiterates this point in saying that at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In an excellent article, and you can find this in the Christian Research Journal, it's available on the web at equip.org, the article titled Just War Tradition. In this article, Michael McKenzie offers compelling military stories of self-sacrifice to save others. Stories that are well worth reflection on Veterans Day. One of those stories, and I want to share that with you, took place... February 7, 1943. On that day, submarine skipper Howard Gilmore was on routine patrol 
in the South Pacific after ramming a Japanese ship. His submarine suffered heavy damage and was being destroyed by the ship's machine gun fire. Two seamen were killed. Gilmore, well, Gilmore was badly wounded on the observation tower. He was so wounded that he couldn't make it back to the hatch. And so he did the only thing he thought to do in order to save his crew. Despite protests to the contrary, despite the screams of officers and crew, he ordered the sub to dive and left himself to die on the surface. Howard Gilmore died in order to save 69 men. And of course, he received the Congressional Medal of Honor. He received America's highest military plaudit. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about why we respect this kind of heroism and self-sacrifice. Why is it so, so moving to read the story of a Howard Gilmore? Well, in the article that I referenced just a moment ago, there are some incredible reasons that we ought to take note of. And again, we'll do that when we come back from the break right here on the Bible Answer Man broadcast. As we go to break, I do want to once again commend to you an incredibly important resource on wealth and poverty. It's very seldom that I read a book three times. A lot of books I read twice, but very seldom do I read a book three times or four times. This is a book that I read continually because it focuses my attention on that which really matters, not just wars to establish justice on this earth, but it points us to eternal verities that will determine how and where we will spend forever. The book available for those who stand shoulder to shoulder with us in the battle for life and truth. You can get your copy on the web for your support. Check it out on the web at equip.org. And we're going to be right back in just a few moments with my comments on this very special day, the day we call Veterans Day. The famous British apologist G.K. Chesterton once noted, The true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. Because at CRI we love what is behind us, our faith, our families, and our freedoms, we will never retreat quietly from the growing assaults on life and truth. Even when the costs are great, we will stand. To join like-minded friends in making a difference at home and around the globe, and to equip fellow believers to stand their ground courageously, become a member of CRI's support team. Simply call 888-7000-CRI. That's 888-7000-CRI. Or visit our website at equip.org. Stay with us. Hank Hanegraaff will return in a few moments.
With over half a million copies in print, Hank Hanegraaff's Bible Answer Books were born out of his many years of hosting the Bible Answer Man broadcast. He's taken his on-air answers to questions and chiseled them until only the gems emerge. Questions involving biblical interpretation, cults, science, ethics, apparent contradictions, and much more. This remarkable collection of concise answers is now even better. My goal, says Hank, is to take the complex and make it simple and memorable. Receive your copy of the complete Bible Answer Book Collector's Edition revised and updated as our thank you for your gift by calling 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support CRI's life-changing outreaches. 888-7000-CRI or visit equip.org. That's equip.org. Bertrand Russell famously said, most people would rather die than think, and many of them do. Not so with CRI support team members. Support team members are not only serious thinkers, but their membership in CRI's support team helps to equip hundreds of thousands of fellow believers around the globe each and every month. Are you not a member? Then you're missing out. Not only do support team members form the backbone of Christian Research Institute's outreaches, but they enjoy their selection of resources from our Equipping Essentials Library and receive a complimentary subscription to CRI's award-winning Christian Research Journal, just two of the benefits of membership. To discover how you can make a difference 24-7 in equipping believers at home and abroad to stand for life and truth, check out the benefits of membership at equip.org. Has God spoken? Are the words of Scripture merely human in origin, or are they in fact the very words of God Himself? Three years in the making and based on two decades of research and reflection, Hank Hanegraaff's monumental book, Has God Spoken?, answers what is surely the most important question facing our world. In Has God Spoken? Memorable Proofs of the Bible's Divine Inspiration, Hank counters the contentions of the Bible attackers and clearly shows that belief in the Holy Scriptures is not a guess or wishful thinking. It is the only logical conclusion after an honest examination of overwhelming evidence. Order Has God Spoken? from the Christian Research Institute by calling 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org. Equip Org. And now, here's Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you, Randy. And just before the break, I was sharing the story of Howard Gilmore, who died in order to save his 69 men. This is an example of self-sacrifice. And as I mentioned before the break, Gilmore received the Congressional Medal of Honor, America's highest military honor. So the question I want to address is, is why do we respect this kind of, of heroism and self-sacrifice? Why is it so moving to read the story of a Howard Gilmore? Well, there are many reasons, but Michael McKenzie suggests that 
that God's creating humanity in his image includes a connection between that image and the ultimate act of giving one's life. We respect this kind of courage because we know that to give all one has, to give all that a person holds dear in this world, is to act outside oneself. And so it's a pointer. It's a pointer, though humanly expressed towards God, who expressed himself in the ultimate act of self-sacrifice on Calvary. This is a, a courage that transcends even the horrible carnage of war. Human awe in the face of bravery is nearly universal. Despite the killing. Despite the terror, the horror of war, there can emerge an, well, an inexplicable yet undeniable transcendence. This transcendence is not simply a function of zealous patriotism. Rather, rather, says Michael McKenzie, it remains a pointer to the God whom even stark tragedy cannot drive away. It is also, at the very least, an acknowledgement of God's providence. Fighting and destruction are terrible, but are sometimes agencies of heavenly rather than of hellish powers. Well, one hellish power that deserves note on Veterans Day is that of Muslim aggression, an aggression espousing terrorism as a permanent policy, not just as a temporary expedient. Fighting in war are, are Muslim mandates. Fight, the idolaters utterly shouts Quran 936. Indeed, according to Islam, to go forth in the morning or evening to fight in the path of Allah is better than the whole world and everything in it. We do well to remember that Muhammad, Muhammad the itinerant Meccan preacher, converted fewer than 200 people by means of word. But conversely, Muhammad, the Medinan warlord, conscripted more than 100,000 by means of the sword. Moreover, in the 14 centuries that followed his death, Islamic warfare against the kafirs, against the unbelievers, has claimed the lives of at least a quarter of a billion non-Muslims, 60 million of whom were followers of Christ. And by the way, there's no mistaking the centrality of violent jihad in Sharia. When a devotee of Muhammad asked, what is the best deed? Muhammad replied, to believe in Allah and his apostle Muhammad. The questioner then asked, what is next in goodness? Muhammad replied, to participate in jihad, in religious fighting, in Allah's cause. Some calculate as many as 35,000 Quranic verses, hadith, Sharia laws, and various Muslim scriptures command and encourage killing, violence, war, annihilation, and so much more. 
what can be said with certainty is that thousands of such violent jihadist injunctions can be found in authoritative Muslim sources. In essence, the world, according to Sharia, is divided into two domains, the house of Islam and the house of war. Those who already live under Sharia and those who are predestined to Sharia subjection. And that's not radical Islam. It's just plain run-of-the-mill Islam. The Dictionary of Islam defines jihad as, as a religious war with those who are unbelievers in the mission of Muhammad. It is incumbent. It is religious duty. It is established in the Quran as a divine institution and enjoined specifically for the purpose of advancing Islam. Well, this contrast is the conduit to clarity. Let me underscore how different the dictums of Muhammad are from those of our Messiah. Messiah. Messiah, who elevated females to ontological equality with men and taught all his followers the principles of a kingdom that would never end. Messiah, who commanded devotees to love their enemies, to pray for those who persecuted them. Messiah, who who instructed adherents to turn the other cheek, to be peacemakers rather than makers of war. Messiah, who, when a disciple struck a soldier with his sword, said, put your sword in its place, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Messiah, who, as the ultimate moral example died so that others might live. Though there is warrant for just wars as a progression of love, a nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles must never wage war unjustly. And thus, on Veterans Day, we honor we honor those whose, whose motives for sacrifice are an answer to the unjust aggression, not only of Islam, but many other menaces, including the communist menace, including those ideologies that seek to oppress the downtrodden and that seek to prevent the expansion of righteousness. Veterans Day is a transcendently important day for all of us to remember. When I see images of, of soldiers coming back missing limbs, when you see the images of, of tombstones spread across the landscape, we remember those who made our freedom possible. Those who sacrificed. Those 
who not only gave their lives, but those who continue to live, but in, in difficult circumstances, without arms, without legs, without eyes, with mutilated bodies, men, women, made as icons of God. Today, as I was putting together a Veterans Day E-Truth, I was very moved to get thank yous from veterans. Here's one from Donald who says, Thank you, Brother Hank, for remembering us on this day. Implicit in that short comment is the fact that many forget. Go on living their lives without being thankful to those who sacrificed. Another from Patricia who says, thank you for this article. I needed this today. And of course, my thank you to all of you that make my recognition of Veterans Day possible by standing shoulder to shoulder with me in the battle for life and truth. By the way, you can get things like our E-Truths by simply going to the web at equip.org and seeing all the resources that we have available there, including the Hank Unplugged podcast. Thank you for joining me on this special Veterans Day. And please say thank you to those who sacrifice so that we might live in peace. Thanks for tuning in. So long for now. Thank you for joining us for the Bible Answer Man broadcast. In today's post-truth culture of confusion, the Christian Research Institute exists to equip listeners like you with answers to communicate the gospel of hope to a world in desperate need of life and truth, because life and truth matter. In addition to truth, we want to equip you with life, not simply to know about God, but truly to know Him. Experiencing union with Christ enables us to live life not merely by our own energy, but with the energy of the Lord Jesus working powerfully through us. For more information, call 888-7000-CRI. That's 888-7000-CRI. You can also write CRI at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28271 or just visit us online at equip.org. That's equip.org. The Bible Answer Man broadcast is funded by listeners like you. We're on the air because life and truth matter. A deeper understanding of the Bible's principles and truths will improve the spiritual, moral, and ethical problems facing our nation. Yet the obstacle isn't that the Bible doesn't speak to our greatest needs or answer our deepest questions. It's that the average person lacks the time and tools to extract the answers. That's why Hank Hanegraaff wrote the complete Bible Answer Book Collector's Edition revised and updated. This expanded edition addresses over 210 of the top questions he's received as host of the Bible Answer Man broadcast. Hank has taken the complex and made it simple and memorable. Receive the revised and updated complete Bible answer book as our thank you for your gift by calling 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support CRI's life-changing outreaches. 888-7000-CRI or visit equip.org that's equip.
www.ghostbusters.org.